Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Deep Cuts Live. I'm your host, Antoine Reed, and uh, been on a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back today with a brand new episode and a brand new interview. Today, I have my friend Alex on. Alex is the owner of My Cigar Pack. So um, subscription service is really, I think, very innovative in how he uh, chooses the cigars for his uh, club and his members. And I just really wanted to kind of get his perspective on where the industry is right now and kind of uh, introduce you all to him as well. So you can learn a little bit more about him and hopefully you'll be enticed to uh, sign up for a My Cigar Pack subscription. So let me bring Alex on. How are you? Hey, what's up, brother? Thank you uh, for having me once again. Um, I'm, I'm delighted to be here and excited to share whatever I can I can bring to the table. I don't know if people are going to find that interesting, but I'm, I'm looking forward to, for, uh, for the next hour to enjoy this cigar and, and just uh, have a good time with you. Yeah. And for people who are watching this, my voice is like shot for some reason. Like I was traveling last week, uh, so it might go in and out, but it's life. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. So, so is mine a little bit. So I'm just hoping this this will cure me. Right. So, so what are you smoking? I guess that's a good question to kind of start. I, I'm, I'm smoking an Aganor Leaf Aniversario, um, six by fifty six or fifty eight. It's a it's a, a Toro Grande. Uh, I don't typically smoke uh, the larger uh, Vitolas. I usually like Coronas. Um, if it were for me, I would just smoke Coronas, Lonsdales, Panatelas. But uh, I'll enjoy a Robusto and, and something like a Bilicoso. But these Vitolas, I, I rarely, um, you know, reach reach out to or find in, in my humidor. But ever since I had this particular one with TJ um, at his office a while back, I, I just loved the size. We went crazy and, um, you know, placed it in the in one of the tiers for this month. So I'm just making sure it's smoking good and enjoying it as well. I feel like Agnors is one of those brands that, everyone should be smoking because they grow their own tobacco and they obviously have the skills to make a great cigar. And yet people are still discovering Aganorsa, which I guess is a good thing. I mean, you never want to plateau, but it seems like year they kind of raise the bar and yeah. Uh, really there. Yeah, totally agree. And I think I, I have had this particular conversation with, uh, with TJ and, and I say, I, I just don't get it. And he's like, well, neither do we, but we keep reinventing our branding so that people understand, you know, he, he gave me a really funny story um, during COVID, you know, the stores would open to just like hand out cigars and they would have people call in regulars that would just be there all the time. Right. So before the rebrand, before COVID, they hadn't rebranded in the la the, their latest uh, facings. So, you know, he would tell me that shops were frustrated because they would they would call in and, and they would say, give me that red cigar that I love. And, you know, they couldn't pinpoint that they were talking about the Aganorsa Corojo. And mm -hmm. it was, you know, the label said, Casa Fernandez, and then below it, it said Aganorsa Corojo, but it was kind of the way it was presented. It wasn't clear to the smoker, even though that was his daily smoke, that, you know, that that was an Aganorsa Corojo cigar. You know, of course, they have a, a rich 
history um, in terms of, you know, factory first growing operations, how they transformed from Tabacada Tropical to Casa Fernandez and now Agonorsa, you know, Paul Palmer's uh, involvement with uh, Eduardo Fernandez in Nicaragua. So it's, it's, a, it's a great story if you have, if you have time to ever sit down with TJ or you find him in a shop or whatever, just grab him and tell him, hey, I want to know the story. He's going to love it. What I find interesting about Terrence and Aganorsa is like, you know, I wouldn't really consider them boutique. And I, I hate that kind of boutique word now because I feel like everybody in, in the cigar industry is boutique to a certain degree. But um, yeah. they have, especially during the pandemic, I mean, even a little bit before the pandemic, I remember when they released Supreme Leaf, for example, and they were just able to create like such hype and excitement for that cigar that the moment it got into stores sold out and then they did and it, it with, still uh, sells out it's crazy right and then they did it with real reserve i think it's called real reserve or um the, the red band cigar same yep. thing like sells out and i think that's like really awesome because i think so many times people in the cigar industry sometimes thinks that you have to be part of this gin you know ginormous brand in order to sell out a product and yet here's Agadorsa able to to do that just by kind of creating like a little teeny tiny little bit of hype and yeah and you know i think that's just like awesome yeah i agree i think it's and back to your point with with brands calling themselves boutique i think there's everybody that's not like general cigars all today's with you know uh Romeo and all those brands or like Fuente Padron or Davidoff, everybody says they're boutique. So we're going to have to start drawing the line here, guys. Right. So before we jump into like more kind of brand talk, I really want you to introduce yourself to people because, you know, as I'm crawling around the internet all the time, I see that there's still people who are like, who's this Alex guy? You know, who's my cigar pack? And so I want you to introduce yourself before we kind of go any further and then kind of tell us about how you, what inspired you, I should say, to launch uh, My Cigar Pack. Okay, cool. Um, I'm, I'm Alex from the Dominican Republic, uh, born and raised, and um, started falling in love with cigars when I was a teenager, started working with cigars when I was 19 years old. So that was at least 10 years ago. I'm not going to get into my age now, but... Um, <laughs> at least 10 years ago. It's, it's what I've always uh, been passionate about. It's, it's what I've always professionally known. I am, I am a lawyer by profession. I studied law. Um, I've, I've followed up with, with a couple of business degrees, but that's just to, to kind of help me understand how I can run an operation, which is what I'm trying to do. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a struggle. It's a hassle, but it's super rewarding. Um, I worked with um, my uncle, Hochi Blanco, who's not really my uncle, by the way. Uh, he's just how we call each other um, family, uh, just because there's that colloquial and that, you know, that that appreciation uh, and, and, and union. Um, you know, he was he grew up going to school with my mom. So I knew him from since I was growing up. His kids went to my school. We were friends and we were, you know, always handing out. So. Uh, I started working with him when I was 19. I worked there four years. Then I worked uh, two plus years with Pro Cigar as a director of business development and legal affairs. So I, I did 
get a, an opportunity for, you know, six, seven years to learn a lot about this industry in different areas before I, I ventured uh, into my, my businesses. I tried to start a, a distribution and importation company, but that didn't last long. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't my place. Um, so I moved on quickly and I started planning for my cigar pack and cigar yard, which is what we um, proudly run today. A uh, small company uh, with big dreams. Uh, it's something that I've been obsessed with since uh, I want to say t- 2012. I was abroad. Um, I was I was in in, in uh, upstate New York studying international business. It was a small associate degree that I would just fly out there the summers and spend summers there. Just and one of the projects was based on a subscription platform that I became obsessed with, and I said that 10 years from 2012, everything was going to be a subscription. So I wanted to do it. Um, I obviously wasn't ready. I I didn't have the maturity. I didn't have the understanding, the finances, just the whole nine. Um, And I just felt that it was was a great time to do it. Um, I I just gave away my my small uh, stake in that distribution importation company. I said, guys, uh, I'm going to go do something else. I've been wanting to do it for a while. So I took a quick little surf trip just to clear my mind, make sure that I understood that these were going to be, you know, um, heavy, uninterrupted uh, years that I would probably age a lot and lose a lot of sleep. And 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 I got excited and we launched my cigar pack in uh, late 2019 um, cigar yard uh, sister company, uh, which is a online retailer specialized in, in, in smaller boutique brands and obviously growing into bigger portfolios, but doing so in a, in a way that I, I believe just a few um, are able to do just because of the way they operate. People like um, Small Batch, who I have I've got a lot of respect for, uh, people like Atlantic, people like Fox Cigar, uh, Mardo, just a, a handful of people that, that, that I have been you know, following and, and, and looking at and something that I'm aspiring to grow into with, with cigar yard. And in terms of my cigar pack, I think you guys already know the drill with, uh, with subscriptions. I, I feel like we were one of the first few specialized. I mean, there was, there's Pravada, there was cigar club before us, there was a few, you know, luxury just launch, uh, just right before us. And I feel that, you know, you go back to, to your take on, on, the magazine uh i want to believe it's it's i want to say it's like eight months ago already or more uh um you know it's crazy how every answer was completely different every perspective there were small points of of uh interconnectivity but everything was just disjointed everybody has a specialized um approach and and we can all um you know amicably uh, thrive in an environment where we are all putting a great effort to, to just do our best and, 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 and give our best in partnership with, with the brands we work with. So I think that's a brief little um, intro. And then if, if you want me to just go ahead, uh, your second question was more of like um, what, what in terms of more focus on my cigar pack, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> so, yeah, my cigar pack has been um, established, as I said, you know, for three years now. We've been um, always structured to be 
uh, open uh, and, and dynamic to changing and evolving. That's why we're doing stuff like releasing new tiers and, um, you know, modifying programs. I mean, I think you're the first person besides my new team that I that I'm telling publicly that we're going to launch two new websites um, first, second week in November. So that's going to change a lot how we operate. Wow. It's going to make it more simple. It's going to make it more. Um, I want to say it's going to grasp a lot of a lot more things, and it's going to make it uh, even better for our members. Uh, just came back from from uh, from Europe. I was in the Intertabak trade show in Germany. So a lot of uh expansion international market expansions um you know we've we've always focused and and prized value and dynamism and by value we mean you know you're you're paying a little less and you're getting a lot more um you need to find the value in our in our in our products and our services in order to to make it a long-term relationship with us and make it fruitful for the brands and the, and the companies, the factories that, that trust us in representing their products. And then the dynamism just entails that it really embodies being able to, you know, to bob and weave, to adapt, to, 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 to react to changes, to, to uh, comply with, with, uh, with, with your members wants and needs. And obviously the markets, um, you know, the market's going to dictate a lot on how you operate. So we've been lucky that we're able to do that. Nonetheless, we, we stayed pretty conservative and small doing it. So, so, you know, I, I like the slow and steady uh, exponential growth because we're able to kind of um, keep everybody happy. Let's leave it at that. Mm -hmm. And what I personally like about the subscription model is that, you know, whenever I'm working with even like a, a podcast, you always think about the distribution. How do you get your product into the hands of the consumer? And I think for the um, tobacco in, or the cigar industry in, in general, um, even though that seems like a, an easy question, like, oh, I'll get it to a retailer. It's like the retailers have such limited space. And so, and then they, they have so many different criteria, like, you know, you have to take on so many boxes in order to carry a a brand, you know, it's such, yep. it's such a challenge. And what I like about my cigar pack is that you're you're exposing consumers to so many different brands, um, you know, and it's going directly to their mailbox. They don't have to go any go anywhere in particular um, to get those cigars. Yep. And I think that that's really, uh, at least for this industry, which is so traditional, <laughs> it's really like um, just transforming how cigar businesses are able to, to do business. It's like create a product and send it to you all and you all get in the hands of the consumer. And, you know, hopefully that consumer finds something in that pack that they might want to go back to. And then they might, you know, they might buy it from cigar yard or they might go into their local tobacconist a little bit more confident that I know what I like now because they're trying so many different things. Yep. I think that's, you've hit the nail on the head and, and even more so the way you phrased it. I mean, if you've seen anything that we post, you know, related to how we, you know, how we how we push our relationship and, and, and our consumers relationship with the product itself is we couldn't be here without the brick and mortar structure. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't ever go away. 
the market's going to dictate how that, you know, how that's going to evolve in the future. But I always say, if you like a cigar and you buy online and that's your preference, we have that cigar in Cigar Yard. And we're going to do it respecting the brand as much as we can. But I will encourage everybody to go and visit your local tobacconist, local shop and find that cigar. And if they don't have that cigar, we will be happily to we will be happy to connect that shop with with the brand itself, especially now that after three years, we're, we're ready to, to evolve into our, our next stage, not just going to international markets and, and doing this, but also, you know, taking advantage of all the great products that we've been able to develop because of our relationship with the manufacturers, because of our consumer base or our members that have given us the leverage and the validity to be able to release those um, those brands that would give even more exposure to the brands and to the factories. And now we're going to be working a lot more with, with the shops all over the U.S. and all over the world. Yeah. And, you know, to kind of echo what you just said, you know, Industrial Cigar Company just had posted a comment a few minutes ago that says, afternoon, gents, Alex, you guys are doing it right, in my opinion. So it kind of shows like how you all are kind of working, you know, not against the retailer at all. But kind of Absolutely. and make hopefully making it a little bit easier because, like I said, I think I think consumers, from my experience, they don't always know what they want, and yet they feel very intimidated when they walk into a cigar store, and you know they don't want to ask a question that makes them look like you know a newbie if uh, if the store is, is filled with um, experienced cigar smokers. Correct. So I think what you know in a let me see. Industrial disposed to, you know, we need each other. We need to give exposure to boutique and craft cigars. So it's kind of, like I said, what I like about Cigar Pack is, is the variety. Like I follow you all on Instagram and I see that every month is a completely different, you know, but you're, it's big brands as in my opinions. And it's maybe a couple that I've never heard from. And then you also do your kind of own unique blends that kind of highlight more of the factories. Um, so I think you all are doing like a lot that, you know, I can't imagine what your day is like trying to juggle everything and keep it and keep yourself kind of, you know, balanced. I think, I think the key here is love. I, I love this so much that even when I, I can't look at a cigar for a little bit, it, it'll, it, it'll only last for like 10 minutes, you know, and then I'll, I'll, I'll just gravitate to, to, to grabbing it again and, and just understanding why, why I'm even doing this to begin with you know, and, you know, connecting to what you said, it's the, 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 the term experienced um, aficionado or smoker, whatever you want to call it, it's relative. I mean, I've been working in the industry for 10 years, even though I'm, 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 I'm a young guy. I, I, I will try to be as humble and as, you know, low key as possible before yeah. I, I have the opportunity to engage just because it doesn't look right. Um, age is, is, is a synonym of, of experience, uh, whether you'd like it or, or not, unless, you know, you're a NFL wide out, you know, wide receiver that's been doing it for 10 years. You're still nine twenty nine, but you know, you're a veteran already. Um, it's, you know, I, I walk into a humidor and I've been again, 10 years in the industry and smoking for a lot more than that. I'll walk and I, I won't know a lot of brands. I mean, mm -hmm. There's there's a few brands that that I, you know, have my you know, 
not that I don't know them, but I, I maybe I haven't tried all the portfolio and I'll ask questions, you know, and, and I, those are, those are the moments that kind of, uh, you know, validate what we do in, in the sense and in, in the educational aspect and the experience aspect. And that's understanding that, you know, before you go in there and buy, you know, a new, new cigar from, even if it's a, 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 a strong brand that a, a veteran brand that's released it, you know, before you pay 15 bucks for it, you're going to get it. If you're a member of my cigar pack, we'll feature that cigar in a more uh, affordable um, price. And if you don't like it, that's part of the experience. A lot of people said, you know, said, have, have said to me, dude, uh, I like it, but I'm not sure if this is for me. I only like three out of the five cigars you sent me. I'm like, no, 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 wait, wait. You're, you're actually, you're actually giving yourself the opportunity. You're actually giving our purpose life by mm -hmm. trying two cigars that you would otherwise probably would have paid a lot more and two maybe what wouldn't even have gravitated towards because everybody's going to be pushing the big brands or the brands that they want to push in the in a humidor and this is again I'm general statement not in every particular case but that's usually the case and not liking a cigar is part of it yes I will encourage them give it another try um, it's a natural product could be plugged um, a, a roller could, could have a, you know, could have had a bad day when, when they made that cigar. So give it another shot. And if you still don't like it in your second run, well, that's part of the experience. Not liking stuff is part of the experience. I mean, I'm, I'm part of wine clubs. I'm part, I'm part of coffee clubs. I mean, I'm part of every single subscription you can imagine. And part of it is mean, you know, deep diving into these weird coffee strains that I fit, that I find, you know, too spicy or, or just too aggressive or not too strong, things like that. And then I know that I'm not going to go into a shop or a, or, a, or a coffee shop or a whatever it is and buy more of it just because it's not my profile. Everybody, everybody's different. Yeah. And, you know, I was listening to something recently where they're talking about demographics and that older cigar smokers sometimes gravitate towards the brands that they know and they like, and they have like a certain brand and they just keep buying that brand. But like the younger cigar smokers, the people who are just coming into the thing, it's like they are willing to try so many different things. And that's when I think, uh, you know, the beauty of my cigar pack, because you get to, you know, for, I think for a pretty good price, you get to try so many different brands and it feeds that kind of, you know, not brand loyal, but curious about the cigar uh, you know, state of cigars, I would say, um, and just willing to to have an open mind about it. And like I said, you're not going to like everything. There's sometimes when I will try a cigar and it's, it, it leaves that filmy residue. It's like too harsh or whatever. And then there's other times where it's too light. And then there's other times where it's like, you know, that was cool. But um, I think we all have to try. We have to smoke as much as we, we can to figure out what it is that we like um, for the rest of our lives <laughs> for the rest of our lives. It, it doesn't change. I mean, right. It, tobacco's it, every, every crop is different. Every yield is different. Every, every small uh, square footage, 
is different in terms of subsoil, in terms of it's just there's so many variables that even the products that you're even your go tos are going to are going to are going to be eventually different some way, somehow. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the, the, there's a broader sense of consistency that's going to, you know, uh, cement those products as your go tos or as your lifelong smokes. But at the same time, things change. Brands change. Crops change. Um, there's new strains. There's strains that people don't disclose that they're working on and they can't yet disclose, but they're already putting it in product that are, people are loving or are hating. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a world. It's just, it's uh, impeccably complex, but at the same time, it's just so simple as picking it up, trying it and enjoying it for that 45 minute to two hours. So how do you go about choosing what, what cigars go into my cigar pack? It's a, I think everybody has their own subjective uh, process. We, we, we build a relationship. Luckily, a lot of these brands that we've, um, you know, started with, I mean, between my cigar bank and cigar yard, we've only worked with 85 different brands and I'm, I'm, you know, go to smallbatch.com. I'm pretty sure they have like 200 brands. So I, the first thing is having a relationship. Um, I don't like, and, and I, while I do respect the work of brokers and sales rep, I gotta, I gotta see eye to eye with the owner or the manufacturer, because if we don't see eye to eye, nothing progresses. Um, after, after we've established a relationship, um, we start engaging in conversations and ideas. And then, you know, we, we sync, uh, intentions and we exchange, um, you know, ideas. I, I receive product or I go out and buy different products. I'm always buying. I'm always going to shops tomorrow. I'm going to two different shops and just picking up cigars. Every time I, I walk in, I, I, I buy four or five different cigars. Even if it's cigars I've tried, I've, I try them in different patolas. Um, it's, it's an ongoing process of, you know, seeing eye to eye and then understanding what do they want? They want to feature a new product. They want to feature something that's old that they maybe want to bring back. They want to push something that they feel is just golden. But, you know, our demographic is not necessarily hitting that mark for them. Um, you know, there are some that say, okay, your smokers are my, um, you know, Saka said this. Saka says, you know, your smokers today are going to be my, my uh, you know, loyal smokers tomorrow. You know, mm -hmm. So, you know, the exposure to, to, to his brands or his products or maybe something, you know, they're hesitant or they don't know or whatever reason it is that doesn't necessarily, necessarily uh, convert them into like, say, into a Sin Compromiso daily smoker, which is one of my favorite cigars, is, 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 a, is a step towards getting them into, into that loyalty, into that recurring state with with the relationship with the brand so we we try to work as much in advance as possible you know we've got it's easy to say now because we're in october but we've got the next you know three four months with no pretty much no wiggle room to change things i, I always try to stay open and 
we push paperwork and, and structuring as late as we possibly can because things change and sometimes we have to replace one cigar versus, versus another. And now that we're doing different programs, it, it, it's, it's a whole system behind how do we structure these, these maps um, in order to, to lay out the products and, and, and ship them out to, to our members. But that's typically how we go about it. We have to establish a relationship. We, we exchange intent and exchange ideas, and then we make it happen. We typically go for brands that have certain validation. Uh, I see a lot of people reaching out to us because they see an outlet to give exposure to their brands. And why feel flattered you know, if I haven't seen you in the last, you know, couple of years in trade shows, going to events, doing different things and just trying to hop on a couple catalogs and subscription service, I think you're kind of taking a little bit of a corner. You're trying to cut corners. You're trying to. And I'd say this in a respectful way. I say this in an encouraging way to say people, there's a lot of brands out there. Everybody that we work with have a lot of invest, a lot of investment in in sales rep and brokers that, you know, now I'm giving them credit. I, I, I kind of feel I burned them a little bit, but that was my intention, obviously. Uh, they're, they're, they're just like, you know, the brick and mortar, the backbone of, of, of this industry and making sure that the shops themselves are, are, are you know, um, stocked with the products that, they, that need be. But if you don't invest in structure and a platform and, and do it correctly, we're probably not the ideal partner for you to cut that corner. And I, again, I say this respectfully. I, I say this encouragingly, you know, um, validate your brand, validate your intentions and your doors are going to, you're going to find a lot more open doors with us and other people. Now, I know you, you're working on some special um, kind of releases, one with, one with Blackbird, uh, Jonas, who's been on here, who's very fun to talk to, and another with Enrique over at Matilde, who's another kind of friend of the show. So can, what can yeah. you tell us about these two releases? Okay. Um, so so the, the the cat's out of the bag with, with Jonas. That's awesome. I, I, I'm actually seeing him, uh, I think, Friday. Um, first, let's start with Matilde. Um, it's a product we've been working on for a while. It's been delayed. Uh, for a little bit more than it should have. And if you look back at our history, things that have been delayed turn out to be fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, you know, i.e. Madcap, with, which was a project that was spearheaded by Bradley Rubin. Uh, that was delayed for a little bit more than six months. Uh, so it turned out to be one year and two months after we produced the cigar Cigar is just impeccable. I mean, I have like 30 that I just run through them. It's an unbelievable cigar. I thank them for the mishaps that, you know, we went through. Um, other cigars uh, include, uh, let me think. Uh, there's there's a few other cigars that were delayed. I mean, one of the Davidoff cigars that we did the, with the with the Mulberry Spring was was delayed. And now, now this, um, it, it's a, it's, it's, it's an honor to have an extension to, to, to make it a My Cigar Pack exclusive, something that we did together just spontaneously when, you know, we were validating the last round of El Mysterious Tiger 2.0, which was last year, um, and now having it released pretty much a year later, um, Hostos 
is doing a phenomenal job. I mean, if you've tried his cigars, this I'm I'm proud of what he's done as a friend and obviously as a manufacturing partner. And then Enrique, Enrique and I work together, you know, and La Palma and we're friends before, you know, commercial partners. Mm-hmm. So um Ella is going to be released as a it's called Ella, which it it sounds like it's just like a I think it's Hebrew origin, uh, Ella. It sounds like a name, but it's Edición Limitada Americas or Leah. I told them you should, we should do a different band and say call it Leah, Limited Edition Americas. Um, it's going to be a, a limited edition um, just for the Americas, not going to be sold in Europe. And we are going to initially introduce it. Uh, we're going to have a few months just in my cigar pack and in Cigar Yard. And then he will ship. Uh, well, export just from the factory to the Dominican market. And then he will see how he will uh, place it in the North American market, i.e. Canada and the U.S., aside, besides from, from what we were doing. So that cigar is a 6x50 or 6x52. Uh, it's, it's got a delicious San Andreas wrapper. It's got a really light cut, so it's it's, it's not your typical, um, you know, uh, bulky kind of uh, tusk uh, mm-hmm. San Andres, um, which is kind of throws you off because you think it's something else and you think it's like a sh- sun-grown um, Habano uh, or, or H2000. Delicious cigar. I-, I don't think I should get into it a little bit more just because we're so close to releasing it, but loving that cigar, loving the opportunity. And then with Jonas, it was just, we've been, kind of teasing that cigar for a little bit. The blend wasn't made when we teased that cigar initially. We teased Quantum, uh, a brand that we created for um, Factory Direct as a as a kind of like a side project uh, to kind of get feedback and see what, what people liked. We, we took the direction that, that people gave us in terms of feedback. I went to him and then we finally uh, decided the Vitola was going to be a little bit smaller uh, because it smoked better than what we and what he had, and it's going to be released in December. Uh, bands are ready now, and they're looking beautiful. So that's all I'm going to say about that. And Quantum will be um, developed more um, as a as a as a as a more solid brand. I'm not sure if we're going to do the Habano version of Quantum that's already planned with with um with blackbird uh blackbird's going to release the maduro but again very excited jonas is a character and uh excited to work with him happy to work with him see and i think that's what makes it very interesting all the collaborations that you do because you did a collaboration with uh hot ticket guys right <laughs> yep uh, made by rodriguez cigars uh key west my boy danny um that was that was an ongoing process. We had to do a final changes at the end, kind of make it a little bit more subtle uh, just because of different things that were going on. And, you know, we were, we were initially going to call it the donger just because, you know, you know, the boys, you know, how they, uh, <laughs> how they, uh, how they talk, how they, they're, they're just, they're my boys. They're hilarious. And um, yeah, that was, that was pretty, pretty successful in terms of, uh, engagement with with their um, following and, and just loving the opportunity of 
having their name on a cigar, and that was awesome. But it seems like before, I want to say this last summer, we weren't releasing a cigar every month, and now we are. Now we're close to, you know, at some point we're going to be releasing two. I just came back. I just flew in. This is my same clothes from this morning. First thing, uh, I left the DR. I was there for a, for a week, and we, we've got a lot a lot of things coming up. We've got projects that I started working just when things opened up post-pandemic with Phil Zongi from, from Debonair. Um projects from from laurora i mean i can quickly just show you a bunch of things these are all the blends that we did that wow have to just go check and smoke them by code and validate which goes i mean it's there's so much going on um and probably gonna head down to nicaragua um, probably late March and and follow up on different projects. We've got something going on for later in the year with um, with uh, Agonorsa and I, I want to work with every validated and, and admirable factory there is. Um, I think that's a goal. And if we have to release a, a new project in order to fit in two releases every month, we'll do it. What I think is cool about what you do is is that you really engage with the audience in a in a modern kind of way? Like, even though my main thing is writing, I I know that people don't <laughs> don't read like they used to, um, you know. And and my thing lately has been like long form writing, as I call it. So if you're talking about a thousand or two thousand words, and it it tells a complete story, but it's very hard to get people to like read that story. And the funny thing is, is that I started to subscribe to your YouTube channel a couple months ago. So I'm one of those people like at the end of the day, right before anything on TV comes on, you know, I jump on YouTube to get caught up on silly stuff like video game news and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. uh, I see your face pop up in my little YouTube feed several times, you know, uh, a month, uh, at least once a week, it seems like. So I like yeah. that you, you, you do that because I, I keep telling people, especially in the cigar industry, like video is, is where it's at. Like oh, yeah. it doesn't have to be a good, a good video. It doesn't have to be polished. It doesn't have it doesn't. to be like a studio kind of setup. <clears throat> just get on, just pull out your phone and start doing a video and post that video like you do, like on YouTube and yeah. on Instagram and, and wherever you, you want to. But to me, video is like the most engaging because people get to with like, without a platform like this, people would, you know, to see you, you know, on Instagram or those who, who follow you on YouTube, but to get to hear your thoughts and you reveal kind of like all the new stuff. I know that it got a lot of people, especially Anthony, who, who was watching, who was saying like the factory direct program is the best description base uh, in the business. And he was saying that when you're showing all the samples that you were spilling the tea. So, <laughs> you know, I'm happy to. I'm happy. I'm happy to. I, I want to get the people amped. But yeah, I mean, as as you were saying, it's you just gotta pull out your phone and start recording. I mean, we we've I, personally I've dropped the ball. Um, I want to say the last couple of months because the, the YouTube has been a little slow. But we have a revamp plan that we're gonna bring back. Um, you know, the podcast 
and just do continuous episodes like we did before. Um, you know, I'd love to have you on board and just talk yeah. whatever. You know, what's your humidor preferences? Yeah. Please. Perfect. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. We, we're we're structuring a new a new plan to to bring it back. And then um, I just shot really really cool content for the projects that we're developing in the Dominican Republic. So at least in the DR, um, we're gonna have somebody a correspondent there that's going to be going to every different factory and do it just completely disconnected from my cigar packs interest, but just funneled mm -hmm. through us. So we're going to do features on like, you know, all the products in say the Casada lineup. Right. So we'll have Manolo or Raquel just break down different cigars and we'll feature them in different episodes. So if you want to learn about, you know, the, Manolo Quesada 75th anniversary, there's going to be one video, two or three minutes of just Manolo breaking down that cigar, talking about the history and things like that. So I expect our YouTube channel to have at least two to three uploads uh, and even perhaps more once we get the ball rolling every week. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, you know, what have you found personally when it comes to engagement and building a community? Because what I think you do especially well is that, you know, some of the manufacturers struggle a little bit with how do you really build an online community and that, you know, that feels engaged, that feels connected, and it's not just a transaction, uh, you know. And I think that you, I know you, you're probably going to say you're still working out the kinks of it and figuring it out, but, but what have you kind of learned about that? Because I'm always very interested about community building and kind of building up a fan base. So, yes, I will say that I'm still figuring it out, but I can tell you a couple of, of, of points from mm -hmm. the start of my cigar pack to where we are now. So I don't have social personal social media. I haven't had an Instagram account since I want to say 2016 or maybe early 2017. So five, six years ago. Completely got disconnected from social media. I, I, I don't, I didn't at the time enjoy, you know, virtually engaging with people. Um, I wanted to be working. And then when I wasn't working, I wanted to see people. I wanted to connect with people. You know, mm -hmm. if I wanted to hang out with you, I would call you or you would call or expect that if you wanted to hang out with me, you would call me. So I had kind of a, uh, I don't know if, if that's like, a mid social media life crisis just because the, 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 the more modern uh, platforms that we use say Instagram launched, I think 2012 um, mm -hmm. at the time, I want to say that's like half, um, half its age or a little, a little less actually. But when I started my cigar pack, I, I wanted to just put out good pictures and stuff like that. You know, I was working with different photographers. I would take nice pictures, but it would take me a lot of time and, I didn't understand, you know, the value of these platforms of like, just like Zoom and stuff like that. It took me a while, you know, it took me post pandemic, like towards the end of like the, the core, the first few months of the pandemic to get on one live and then another one. And, 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 and I think I lost in my cigar pack and just our platform, a lot of opportunity, a lot of ground, right? So growing a, a, an Instagram account nowadays seems like it's impossible but yeah. but 
a couple, you know, even a year ago. So a year ago, two years ago, if you were active, if you were doing videos, lives and posting twice, you were gaining a lot of followers, right? So it, it, I think, you know, we have a solid following and I think it's very organic. So whoever follows us, you know, we got like 13 something thousand followers and we're getting like, you know, 500 likes or a thousand likes or 200 likes. I don't care about the likes. It's just, I know it's actual people that are liking the post because they're, they're connected to us. Right. Um, it's not a mass, but I feel it was a lost opportunity. And then it took us a while, you know, I'm not very tech oriented. Uh, it's again, it's taken me a while to, to get the hang of it, but uh, I felt like for the longest time, I, it wasn't necessarily about not being myself, but I felt like I had to have some kind of branding or, or structural lineage in, in, in the, in the, in the exposure for pictures, for videos or whatever. Now I'll just go to a park. If you know, I'll grab somebody, Hey, just record me from my shoulder and then I'll light a cigar and then I'll light it from, you know, pointing towards me and then I'll do a reel, throw up a, an audio and it'll get like 500 likes, you know, and it's like actual people enjoying that authentic content. So it might sound a little corny, but it's more of being a little bit more of yourself, just taking it. I've taken my cigar pack as my personal social media platform, at least on Instagram. YouTube is a little bit more, more planned uh, in terms of, yeah, just grab a phone and record yourself, but do it, purposely do it with intention and now that you know i feel like it, it, it's more targeted it's more restricted at the same time you got to be careful so all we want to do right now is give exposure to the brands that work with us and, and and use it as an educational uh pivot for the people that follow us it's it's more of a thank you more than here's what i have buy more so i, I think it's a little bit more about enjoying what you do and just being yourself it'll flow better well i think like you said i think you kind of see the my cigar pack and, and you kind of merging which is not necessarily a bad thing like people i think people relate to things when they feel like there's an actual person behind it and i've always yeah. said this about the cigar brands like it's, it's hard for me sometimes to connect with certain cigar brands when you don't really see a specific person behind it. It just feels, I mean, it could be a great cigar, but it just feels like a little flat. But when you see like a person like really come out there and, 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 and you do like, I think you kind of learn that you had to kind of mix little elements of your personality in there. Like you, you, you like your football. So you, you yeah. get a bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> you get a bit and of it just be, being funny sometimes. Like it, it doesn't hurt. I've done like stupid videos. I mean, I was, I did the, I was walking and I, I, I heard somebody playing like one of the Nacho Libre songs and I did like the Nacho Libre split when he splits and has like his butt cheeks and the, it's, and it was funny. <laughs> like whoever thinks I'm not, you know, professional because of it can, can just go elsewhere or, or, or actually just you know what, make fun of me. That's, that's fine. I enjoy it. And it seems that a lot of people see that that's, part of our personality it's not like we're jokester it's more of like this is just cigars we're just here having fun and in that sense but connecting back to what you were saying 
for the longest time. Like even like one of my best partners, best business advisors and mentors, my father, right? We have completely different businesses. His is just opposite, but he'll tell me, you got to show your face, buddy. I'm like, dude, it's not about me. It's not about me. And I'll, I'll go to events and then like, you know, really cool people, photographers in the industry will take pictures of me lighting up a cigar and they'll send it to me. And then I'll never post it just because why would I post a picture about myself? But every now and then I've, I've become a little bit more comfortable by posting a picture of me just because people need to see a face to feel there's somebody there that's, that's, you know, putting in the work. Sometimes I'll just post like, you know, three, three lines without my face on it. And people are like, Hmm, I wonder who's running that. And right. I'll just randomly grab one of the old pictures and, and just post it. Not because I want people to look at me and I'm not, I feel it's, I've, I've always felt it's narcissistic in the sense of, you know, we're all extremely narcissistic, narcissistic on social media. Why post a picture for others to like, right? In essence, that is extremely narcissistic, but that's part of human nature. That's part of why we wear clothes that we like to feel good in. That's why we, Maybe not me. That's why we kind of comb our hair or, or wear a hat or stuff like that. Just because feeling good with yourself is also part of, you know, also includes part that, 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 that is what you represent, what you present to society, to others, to the world. So uh, while in essence, I don't agree with that. It is kind of part of our human nature. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, I think it's, it's, it shows, you know, whenever I post a promo for the, for the show, and, you know, I always look at the, the comments and you got some really, you know, unique comments from people who are just, who are just excited, who obviously know who you are, um, you know, from people like Matt Booth and Eddie Guerra was, you know, glad to see you on. And I think that kind of shows, but, you know, this is a relationship driven business. So I think, yeah. like you said, putting yourself out there and, and I think you've, you've found a balance, at least, that works, that you're able to participate in social media still to your company. <laughs> yeah. Still finding it, but that that's that's part of it, right? You know, that's that's part of it. You know, before we get to the, the final questions, um, in terms of, like, what you're seeing, because I'm pretty sure that you probably see a whole bunch of interesting data and, or get at least some really good feedback from just cigar consumers out Um we get your packs. What are they looking for in a cigar today, or what are they liking? So it's it, it's in essence part of how we operate. We we have so many different options that we kind of push the one that people are inclined are inclined towards. But at the same time, it's a struggle with brands. At the same time, you know, I want to see more of this. So what what I've learned with at least my particular subscriber base besides the fact that they want to learn don't we all you know we want to discover what's out there there's there's so much out there that we haven't tried um but i I see my particular base smoking a lot more of stronger cigars than Mm. you would typically expect from you know the median smoker that based on our data in terms of age in terms of uh location because i can i can tell if you know if, if it's if 
there are star subscribers and and I and I call stars because they're 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 giving you a, a, a demographic that's not um, correlated to where they're from. And this is very particular, right? So somebody in Texas, Ohio, New York, Florida is gonna be part of four of the largest selling states, right? So when when you have more data from those states, or little or less data from those states and you correlate it to what is typically sold in those states that that is you know pretty much known information in the industry it's it's interesting to see at the same time star states are states you know where you can't have so so much concise insight as what you have in the in the in the biggest in the biggest selling states just like Texas or New York or Florida and the Midwest, you saw a lot, you know, somebody in, 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 in the West coast, somebody from like Seattle, it's going to give you a completely different, um, uh, insight on, 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 and then when you have, when you start seeing a pattern and then when you start seeing more and more people from Seattle, particularly, um, contrast the traditional, even though it's minimal and even though it can be variable just because it isn't that broad of a, of a cigar smoking state, it, it gives you kind of an interesting outlook on, on, on how the, the industry is changing on how the market's changing. You know, six by sixties are in one day, six by sixties are out another day. Lanceros are in one day. They're out the other day. You know, there are obviously patterns of consistencies that you have to look at. So smoking strong is is one of them, and then um, the the new programs they want new things, right? So we've been able to kind of weather a little bit of a halt that some other people have experienced. Maybe not particularly my competitors, but there's there's a little bit of hurt in in some senses in the industry, and we've kind of weathered that through. It's going to sound a little. Snobby, but through innovation, right? So we bring new programs and trying new things, and kind of, you know, we've had some misses, but a lot of them have been hits, and and so they want to see variety, they want to see new things, and they're smoking stronger. I think that those are kind of the points I can give you based on what what we see on our on our insights. Awesome. Um, the, the final two questions are questions I ask everyone who comes on Deep Cuts. So the first of those questions is. What motivates you to do what you do? Oh, wow. Um, the more spiritual answer is freedom. I, I think I've covered the, mo the more practical mm -hmm. um, approach to why I do what I do and how I do it. I love cigars. I've always loved cigars. I fell in love with cigars 15 years ago, probably a lot earlier than I should have. I can't believe that, you know, I have to set couple hours aside in my day to try those cigars I just showed you and pick which ones are, are, are going to be the final ones. I, that's, that's my job. And that's, that's important. Whether you mm -hmm. find it funny or not, I find it funny. It's, it's funny, but it's an important aspect of my job because that's going to dictate the potential success they're going to have in the market and, and their reaction and, and pleasing our members that, that trust us to do what we do. And then the reason I, will always be an entrepreneur 
it's it's freedom and this outlet has given me the opportunity to do what i love for the purpose that i love you know um i i don't i love working i i won't sit here and tell you i'm the, the hardest working person there is but i love working mm -hmm. um I, my terms you know if i want to go and you know, there's some nice waves in South Beach. I'll go and surf the whole morning, cancel, wipe my morning, but you rest assured I'll be working from lunchtime till after midnight nonstop. And and I'll probably have to sacrifice other personal things to do that. But I did that on my terms because I wanted to, not when my schedule dictated. So the freedom is 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 why in essence I do it and the love for cigars obviously which is something that i'm sure you get a lot is why i do this and the final question is someone comes to you they say they have an idea for a business it's not necessarily a cigar or tobacco related business but they know that you've done it and they want advice on on how to get started what's your advice to that new entrepreneur who has a business idea or product that they want to put out there i'm not mistaken i I answered something similar, more oriented towards subscription base in, in your um, article a while back. But my advice, um, I'm always very open, extremely open. My advice would first be make sure that you really like what you're going to do, because one thing is working for a company and then finding, finding it out. But as a, as a, as a business owner, Things aren't easy. Things you're gonna have, you're gonna face curveballs every single day. So make sure you love it before you get into it. And besides understanding that you need to be prepared, and that preparedness comes through the passing of time. There is no book you're gonna read that's gonna teach you everything. There's no experience um, that 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 you've you know that you've witnessed before jumping into it by yourself that collectively was going to guide you into doing something, but don't be afraid. If you love it, jump and you'll figure it out along the way, but consciously understand, understand that you're going to actively need to find those answers along the way. If, if I'm clear with that, you know, don't be afraid. Don't prepare for two years before you jump into something, have, have a base, have a foundation and then jump. Don't think about it. Once you jump, just be aware. Just keep your eyes open. Uh, listen. Ask for for others uh, that have done it in the past for their opinion. Don't don't be afraid to ask. People will 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 be more open than than you think. And keep an open mind. Awesome. Well, as a before we sign off, could you tell people, especially those who may be listening to this, if they haven't seen the banner that's been up, um, could you tell people? what website they need to visit, what social media they need to uh, follow for My Cigar Pack and also Cigar Yard. Absolutely. So My Cigar Pack on Instagram, as it shows in the banner below, website is mycigarpack.com. Make sure to check out, as Antoine mentioned earlier, our YouTube channel. Um, we're going to put a lot more energy and, and effort into it in the next few months. So it's going to be fun. And it's, I promise you, it's not going to be um, just straightforward selling. It's going to be having fun. Honestly, we, we want to get it to a point where it's, 
it's so important to us that we have to do it and we are not just doing it for sakes of having content out there um, and have your eyes peeled because we're going to have a couple new websites coming November. So those are going to be game changers for us. I hope you all enjoy them. Thank you so much. Awesome. Well, thank you for, for coming on today. Like I said, I say this to everyone, but I, I do mean it. Like, you know, when I have my roster of people that I want to have on the show, like, you know, as I've gotten to know you and especially after you invited me to the Casada virtual event, uh, I, don't, I think it was last year, but uh, I was like, I want to have Alex on, but we have to have things settled because uh, I've been trying to figure out this whole format. So now that we've finally got it, it StreamYard situated, uh, I'm glad you were able to kind of come on and like I said, share some insights with us and hopefully you'll come back and uh, now that we got all the intro stuff out of the way, we we'll can really dive into some other cigar stuff. Because I know that you are a cigar nerd. <laughs> Somebody called me a cigar nerd last a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "There's other people who know far more <laughs> than a uh, cigar about cigar stuff." So, if if there's anyone in the industry who, like I said, who knows cigars and tobacco, I, you're definitely one of those people that I I consider to be one of those expert people in like in, in if you are from it but I, I appreciate the cigar nerd aspect of it i i do love it a lot and, and just to to wrap it up thank you uh, i'm humbled I, I really mean it i don't care if five people see this or five thousand um this is this is part of uh what i do and why i do it uh sharing experiences with people um so again you know if you if you want me on and, and you need a sub next week and I'm available, I'll be happy to jump on board and just talk whatever it is. It doesn't even have to be cigars. So thank you so much. I, I truly appreciate it. And I look forward to doing it again. Awesome. So for anybody watching on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter, just make sure you hit that like or subscribe button. And if you're listening to this on any of the uh, podcasting platforms like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, iHeartRadio, Make sure you uh, hit that subscribe button and leave a review if you could. Uh, as I always say, I don't. If you have something nice to say, you can post that. If you don't have something nice to say, you can also post that because uh, uh, there's always room for improvement. So you're not going to hurt my feelings either way. Um, so if you miss any of this episode, it will be up on DeepCutsLive.com uh, probably tomorrow morning. Uh, and if you cap. If you missed out on any other 111 <laughs> interviews, you could uh, catch up on those as well on deepcutslive.com and also on uh, YouTube. So uh, we have another podcast coming up next week. So uh, you all have plenty of time to get caught up on old, car old episodes and uh, get prepped and all hyped up for the new stuff. So thank you, Alex, again, and thank you, everyone, for watching.